You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Friday, November 17th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Jonah Booker in just a moment. Before I do that, i got to tell you guys about our awesome sponsor, Manscaped. And again, it's not lost on me that Manscaped and Bucknuts, match made in heaven, dare I say. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's a ball trimmer sent from space. Gentlemen, gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code BUCKNUTS. High-tech for low places, Manscaped. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BuckNuts at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BuckNuts at Manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today from our friends at Manscaped. There you be. All right. There, there is my man, Jonah Booker. Good to see you, my friend. How are you doing on this Friday? I'm doing great. Good to be here. How are you, my my friend? I'm I'm good. I got a feeling this is going to be a fun show. <laughs> Man, hey, it might not be too fun for those boys up north. No, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And we'll, and, and trust me, listeners, viewers, we're we'll, we're going to get to that. Uh, let's start with Minnesota. Um, coming to town, Minnesota, twenty-seven and a half point underdogs to the Buckeyes tomorrow game, four o'clock, BTN. I expect something similar to last week. I got my score written down. Uh, let's start with that. What's your score prediction? Let's see how close we are. <laughs> I got it. I submitted my prediction, our staff predictions last night. I have it Ohio State 38 to 10. Pretty close. Yeah. I got 34 to 6. Yeah. 34 to 6. Boom. So we're usually uh, fairly close. Always. Yeah, we're always close. Sometimes it's like crazy how close we are. So yeah, 34 to 6. I expect something similar to last week, but not quite as dominant. Um I mean, the Buckeyes up by, what was it, 35 nothing at halftime? Um, yeah. And uh, so I don't think it'll be, you know, I don't think it'll be quite as much of a blowout, but I do expect they'll have this game in hand by halftime, and they're going to get those starters out of there and get them rested up for a certain game in Ann Arbor. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking Minnesota's, you know, a tad bit better than Michigan State. Um, so they, they pretty much caught off the dogs right at halftime against Michigan State. I still think that you may get, get a series of two um, from Kyle McCord and the starters in the third quarter after that, pulling those guys out. At this point, Dave, the stakes are so high for next week. I don't care if Ohio State wins by one point uh, as long as they get out, out of there healthy. Um, but I will say this when it comes to Kyle McCord in the offense, I know we've talked about all season, the Notre Dame game and, you know, how he looked on the road and, 
you know, always comparing like, will this be good enough uh, once he heads up north? I look at this Minnesota game as a critical point in the season for Kyle McCord. We saw him play outstanding against Michigan State, Dave. That will do wonders to a, a quarterback with not a lot of success uh, so far in his career. So having a stellar game against Michigan State will only help build that confidence. Now, if he can put that together and have another excellent game in Minnesota, you're talking about a Kyle McCord coming into Ann Arbor of back-to-back games playing extremely well. That right there, I think, would bode well for the confidence of him and his offense and his team if he's playing lights out uh, going into that Michigan game. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that Michigan game, I mean, Lathan, we know Lathan's going to miss the game. Um, doesn't sound good for Mike Hall. And those are guys you're going to need. I mean, yeah, if Ty Hamilton and Tyleek Williams stay healthy and they're able to play the whole game, maybe losing Mike Hall is not a big deal. And the depth is good at safety. You know, if Sonny Styles is able to stay healthy and Proctor, maybe it's not going to be a big loss. But, man, Lathan – the Michigan game is perfect for a guy like Lathan because what's he really what's what's his forte? Stopping the run and he's good at covering tight ends. Mm-hmm. And what does Michigan do? They run the ball and they throw the ball to the tight end. So, man, um, I'm not. I still think I'm going to predict Ohio State wins that game. I just have a feeling they're going to find a way to get it done. But man, they're going to be without Lathan. I hate that. And yeah. if I had to bet, Jay Book, I bet they're going to be without Mike Hall. No inside information, just a gut feeling and reading between the lines of what. Um, both Ryan Day, Coach Knowles, and even some of the players said this. Yeah, those, those are definitely two key pieces uh, that you would love to have. But, hey, man, this is Ohio State, next man up. Um, you can't. You have to be able to control what's in front of you. Right now, you know, you they've known that Lathan uh, was probably not going to play for this Michigan game. So, essentially, they've had four weeks to get guys ready, um, next man up for Michigan. I think Sonny Styles is going to be a critical piece in this game. I think he's an X factor. Having a guy his size with his athleticism, being able to play in the box against Michigan for that run, I think that's going to be huge because Sonny Styles is another guy that will be able to play the tight end really well. Uh, Michigan's passing attack, like as you mentioned, um, they like to go from an inside-out type of attack utilizing those um, tight ends there. I just the one worry that I have, Dave, is one making sure uh, that the, that if you're going to play the true freshman back there, Hartford, that he is ready and the game doesn't become too big for him and he doesn't freak out, uh, knowing that you got a top five matchup, all the stakes are on the line. You want to be able to protect that young freshman if he's going to be the one that's back there. I do like the fact that they can just put Jordan Hancock in there as that slot safety because he's shown. Uh, he can cover well, well. He can play outside corner and play it well, but he also has no fear yeah. of hitting. So, if again, if Proc, I think Proc's going to be fine. I think he could have played last week. He got he got his bell rung the previous week when he broke, did a great play against Rutgers. Speaking of Jordan Hancock, he uh, Proctor caused that ninety-three yard interception return. Good job by Hancock taking care of business, but that was all Proc. Proc obviously got banged up on that play. I don't know if he was completely knocked out. He definitely got his bell rung. So I bet he I bet he would have played. Last week, if it was a bigger game, I imagine he'll play this week. Maybe not a lot, but as long as they have Proc and Styles, Hancock, Igbenosin, Burke, they'll be fine against Michigan. It's just, man, depth is important. And I, I just, Lathan just seems perfect for a game like that. But uh, I won't harp on that too much. Um, 
Yeah, what do you make of uh, so the you know the early line as we talked about Ohio State five and a half point underdogs going up to Michigan? I, I imagine it's going to stay right there. And trust me, we're going to get to all the Jim Harbaugh and all the other stuff, uh, like I said later on. But um, what do you make? I thought the line would be more like three or three and a half, Jay Buck. I knew Michigan would be favored, but five and a half seems a little high to me. Yeah, um, I think Vegas is looking at this Michigan team and looking looking at the way they play all season, pretty dominant up front especially that rushing attack. Um, that defense is top five in the country, which is they have a, you know, as you say, a, some big boys up there in the middle, especially that 300-plus defensive tackle <laughs> who's an absolute monster. Yeah, uh, yeah so it, it's going to be a battle. But, yeah, you know, five points, five and a half, that is, that is quite a bit. Um, I will say this, though, Dave. Ohio State needs to go in there and – I, I haven't felt like Ohio State has had that that chip on their shoulder the last two years against against Michigan. I feel like the stakes are so high after losing back to back years. Everything that's going on, um, this right here for the Big Ten title. How many times have we heard you know Marvin Harrison Jr. guys on the team saying our goal is to win the Big Ten. Well, this is your opportunity. You win this game, you're most likely going to win the Big Ten. But I need to see them boys going in there with their hair on fire. Let's get to some questions here. I've started some things here. We'll start with loyal listener and viewer of the show, Rick Montoya on Facebook. Does Eichenberg play? My take with this is, now, probably they should just hold Tommy out. He's got some type of arm injury. Um but I, I think Tommy Eichenberg would kill somebody with the, with his bare hands if they didn't let him at least get on the field a little bit on senior day. So my imagine my, my guess is Jay Book. I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. They're going to make sure Eichenberg gets in the game just for a few snaps and get him back out of there. Same thing with Proc. Senior day for both those guys. That's just my guess. What do you think? I think so. I think they're going to definitely try to save Tommy. Um, I do believe he's going to be ready to play. There's no way Tommy is going to miss the Michigan game. I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> he He's a warrior. He's going to give it all he can. And um, Michigan game with everything at stake, you better believe Tommy will be out there ready to go. No doubt about it. Let's move right along here. I'll just kick this one to you. Basil on Facebook. Will Devin Brown play in the game? Do you think that Devin Brown is going to – they've been resting that ankle. You think he's going to be ready to go and might uh, play in some short yardage situations in the game, Jay Book? I, I don't think so. Um, I'm skeptical. I think he actually had a setback in the warm-ups against Michigan State, some type of uh, freak accident um, to where he went down during warm-ups and kind of re-aggravated that injury. Um, I know Ryan Day said it was just kind of a freak thing and uh, they got him out of there, so – he had a small setback, depending on how, you know, what the setback, because you have to take what Ohio State says when it comes to injury reports kind of with a grain of salt because you don't know how extensive, you know, something small might be. Uh, but with them openly admitting that he had a setback, I would be skeptical if they're going to actually put him in the game when he's not completely healthy. Yeah, I do the uh, – I post the availability report and give an analysis every other week. Patrick and I trade off. Patrick Murphy does it every other week. I do it every other week. So I have it I have it tomorrow. When We, have, we, we get it a, a couple hours ahead of time before we're allowed to post it. Every time I get it, I'm like, I wonder how much of this is actually accurate. Even though they send it out like the day <laughs> of the game and I, I have it right here, this guy is questionable, these guys are out. I'm like, hmm. 
okay, it's always – and that's not on Jerry Emick. He's doing exactly what the coaches were telling them. And I also get if I was a coach, I'd be misleading about injuries too. I flat out would be. So I get it on all ends. Um, all right, a couple more questions, then we'll move on and talk all this good stuff that's going on up north, the gift that keeps on giving. Charles on – Facebook, Charles White. Morning, Jen. Sounds like Michael Hall won't play, so hopefully more snaps for Hero. But I haven't heard anything since the first week about, about Tywone Malone. Did he just kind of hit a wall, or are they redshirting him? I like what I'm seeing out of Hero Canoe. You're right. Uh, and you're right about Tywone Malone. What do, you, what do you think about that, Jay Book? I think he's spot on. I think Hero's really coming on. He's starting to uh, – anytime he gets in there for his reps, he makes something happen. Um, so I would definitely wouldn't mind seeing Hero Canoe get a couple more snaps – Taiwan Malone, I'm not sure what the plan is for him, but when you're this late in the season and the guy has barely even played, um, don't expect to see a whole lot out of him. I think they're going to go with Hamilton. Hero's going to be in there in, there in the mix, and um, Ty Lee's is just going to have to man up because he's going to play a lot of snaps over the next couple of weeks. All right, we got some people. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned this, is too, mentioned this too. We've had a few people saying they weren't worried about Carson Hensman. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, give him credit. This kid, I think, I have no doubt in my mind, he's going to be a really good center here, like really good. Mm -hmm. He was thrust in as a redshirt freshman, still trying to bulk up. He's under 300 pounds. I mean, this is one of those things where he was probably a year away from when he should have started, but he's a tough kid. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I don't like, yeah, I don't like the fact that Michigan's got this incredible Hulk for a D tackle. And then the guy next to him is a guy that happens to be 315 pounds, you know, kind of a peewee compared to their 370-pound guy. And the 315-pound dude um, is, they're both sophomores, is a former state heavyweight uh, wrestling champion. So Michigan is so freaking stout on the defensive line. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not just concerned about Carson Hens, but I'm concerned about the offensive line, period, against that defensive front. I, I will say this, Dave. Um, I think Ohio State is getting a lot better. Uh, in the rushing attack, the offensive line is playing a lot better when it comes to running the football. Just just kind of venturing over across enemy lines, listening to their podcasts um, over there, that's always wildly entertaining. But one of the things that they've been talking about is they actually have concern about stopping Travion Henderson. Um, as you watch the Penn State game, Penn State has some success rushing the football against them. However, their offense was so terrible and one-dimensional because Drew Aller was not able to handle the pressure and James Franklin's offense was terrible. But with that being said, even with Penn State being a one-dimensional offense, Michigan was not stopping the run like they thought they should have. And that has also been an issue in prior games. So if you look at what they're going to be going up against, Travion Henderson has an opportunity to get loose. You look at last year, Chip Trainum hadn't run the football all year. Now, Chip Trainum was he was giving Michigan the business in that first half, rushing the ball. Ryan Day made a critical error in that second half, going away from the rushing attack. When I thought Ohio State was having a darn good, they were doing a darn good job rushing that football last year. With a healthy Travion Henderson, I will say this: that's going to be big because I think. He's just as good, maybe better than Penn State's attack. Penn State offensive line, Hall State's offensive line, you could probably call it a wash. If Penn State was able to find success on the uh, rushing the ball, I expect Ohio State uh, to be able to, you know, find some creases there. 
The key for Ohio State, though, Dave, is they have to stay on schedule with the offense. You have to be able to get those um, three-yard gains, turn them into four- and five-yard gains, because if they can stay on schedule, that's going to bode well for Kyle McCord and not have to put him in bad situation where it's third and long on the road. You're, help, you're hoping that him and Marvin uh, can make some plays because you better believe – Michigan will have bracket coverage on Marvin again, like they did last year. They have they'll have Will Johnson on them with the safety over top, giving him a little bit of help, and they're going to tell Kyle McCord, "Go beat us with uh, Hobble, Emeka, and Buka. We're willing to uh, concede K Stover if he's going to, you know, get some passes, but we don't think K Stover is going to be a guy that takes over the football game and beat us." So I just think that it's going to be critical for Ohio State to stay on schedule with that rushing attack. Yeah, you alluded to something. I was going to get to Mika's, um, you know, comment, really. We need to get Mika on uh, YouTube. We need to get fully healthy for TCUN, their new nickname from Buckeye fans, especially mm-hmm. Emeka Egbuka. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're – Emeka is definitely not going to be 100%. It's like Cade Stover. It's like there's no way he's going to be 100%, but he'll, he'll play. Emeka is so tough. I mean, Cade's the, probably the toughest guy on the entire team. Emeka is going to play, but, man, he got re-injured last week. Just seems like one of those things where he's going to be at about maybe 80% at best. Yeah. I hope they, I hope they completely rest him this week. Um, but, yeah, Emeka and Stover are not going to be 100% for Michigan, but they'll play. Yeah, let me let me ask you this, Dave. And one of the, uh, Steve asked is, which squad has the most pressure? Steve, Steve and Cherry. And this is one that I was thinking of, and I forgot to text this to you this morning. Now – we can uh, transition to talking about the Michigan, you know, everything that's going on up there. But with Sharon Moore on the sidelines, this is pro- this will be the highest watched game in all of college football. What is the stakes as far you know, what is the pressure for Ryan Day? He cannot go up there and lose to Sharon Moore. Like that right there will definitely be, uh, you know, catastrophic for this program. You talk about um, – the John Cooper whispers and stuff that's been going on over the last couple of years. If he goes up there and Jim Harbaugh is not on the sidelines, you know, what does that do? Like for you, I want to know your opinion because you've covered the team for many years. Like we've never seen anything like this. This is uncharted territory having an intern coach um, for the game. I completely agree. Day has the most pressure here. Ryan Day has the most pressure here after losing two straight years, you know, both times, you know, getting smoked in the second half. Both games were close in the first half, and Ohio State just got smoked in the second half in both games. Um, the pressure's on Day here. Now, I get it, though, because if Michigan loses, especially if, man, if, if uh, our, our wildest dreams come true and Ohio State, like, really takes it to them, everybody's going to be saying, well, now we know. We Now we know what happened yeah. in the last two years. It's all because of the cheating. And I will say the way they looked against Penn State was like, Okay, Penn State knew that you know everything. This everything's now on the table, and yeah, you can say, well, they had to change their signs. Maybe you know that, that affected them. Whatever. Michigan looked really good against Penn State. Of course, as you know, as you kind of alluded to earlier, it's easy to look good against Penn State when Drew Aller's out there throwing lawn darts the entire game. Unbelievable. But yeah, I think it's definitely on day. I think it's definitely on day. I want to get to this real quick. Um, and again, we're going to get to the Michigan stuff in just a moment. Um, Speaking of the Michigan stuff, Steve Waddle on Facebook. Will weather be a factor up north? Well, you know, you guys know how accurate, you know, look-ahead forecasts are, especially eight days away. But I did pull it up. Here you go. So here's your look-ahead forecast to Ann Arbor, Michigan on this, on Saturday, November 25th. This is pretty good news, relatively speaking. It's going to be dry. 
if this holds true, which was probably what a 10% chance this is actually going to hold true. <laughs> um, so they're calling for dry conditions, high winds of nine miles an hour. So not, you know, I mean, not very gusty and then high temperature of 38 degrees. So game's going to be played in the thirties, um, dry conditions in Ann Arbor late in November. You will take that and run with it every time. Um, and then one more, I'm going to get to real quick. Jim Jensen on YouTube. I'll kick this to Jay book. How many snaps will Matt Jones get at center on Saturday? I don't know. That was interesting that they did let him get a couple snaps at center against Michigan state. Um, looks like they were tinkering with that to see. I don't know, um, if he's going to get any snaps against Minnesota, but that is something to keep an eye on. If they do, uh, let Matt, Jones get a couple series. That right there tells me that they're thinking about something. They're up to something. If they're going to say, hey, we're going to move our starting right guard um, over to center to see how he looks, that means that they want to see what the offensive line looks like with Carson Hensman out of there. All right. Stick with me. We're going to get into all the, the fun stuff, the gift that keeps on giving in just a moment. But uh, I want to tell you guys about Factor Meals again. Been talking about them all week and a great deal you guys can get. Um, we've been sent now what four boxes of their awesome product and my family loves it. Uh, this holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam packed days factor America's number one, ready to eat meal delivery service can help you fuel up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared dietitian approved, ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of your holiday to do's. Again, my family and I love these meals. You know, a few of my favorites are the Chipotle um, pork chops. These might be the best pork chops I've ever had. I'm not joking. You pop them in the microwave for two minutes. I'm not joking. It's it's amazing how they've done this. Creamy chicken and mushroom, steak and green peppers, a bunch of stuff like that. It all tastes very good. It's healthy. It's high quality. So head to factormeals.com slash bucknuts50. Use code bucknuts50 to get 50% off. Again, that's code BUCKNUTS50 at factormeals.com slash BUCKNUTS50 to get 50% off. Highly recommend that. All right. I also highly recommend uh, getting on Michigan message boards and just laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not a paid advertisement. That's just a public service announcement. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, I, you know, it's amazing. It's one thing after another. I tell you what, it feels like, Jay Book, it's weird. It feels like it was just a few days ago. Michigan was adamant they were they were going to fight this. I mean, Harbaugh's using terms like due process and innocent until proven guilty. I guess he thought this was a criminal trial. Um, and then, man, they just suddenly did a 180 yesterday. And we were like, okay, we'll we'll accept the terms of your surrender, um, as my friend uh, uh, Tony from uh, up in Cleveland uh, said. But um, yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, what caused this sudden 180 from from uh, from our friends up north? Man, I will say this, Dave. I was thinking because we were texting last night. I go, man, we've been lucky over the last three weeks because it feels like three or four weeks because I feel like all of the Michigan news breaks on the Thursday and then you and I get to come in here on Friday and react to it, which has been hilarious. But if you guys get a, if you guys get a chance, go check out the Michigan boards. They've they've moved on to the acceptance stage right now. They are just in absolute shambles. Um, I will say this, Dave, either one or two things happened. Michigan was talking all that rah, rah. We got the best lawyers. The Michigan, um, the Michigan money is going to be able to control the judges. We're going to 
hit them with the iron fist as these was the D say war. This is war, baby. The battleship stations are both guns are loaded, all this other stuff to have that type of, uh, you know, attitude last week to, you know what? My bad. I'm sorry, sir. You, you got us. I'm just going to go sit down over here in the corner. I was just, I was just joking. You know, I'm just going to take these three games, mind my business, going about your, going about your investigation. I'm sorry. That right there, the change of stance and attitude tells me that either one, they found something additional on Michigan, or the adults finally entered the room and told them like, there's no way you can let Jim Harbaugh go set up on a stand and get subpoena and have have to actually answer all of these questions under oath. The thing that the NCAA does not have power is they cannot force someone to actually speak. If he's going to go and set up on that stand, that is a dream scenario for the Big Ten and the NCAA because they can just go and hit them with every question that they want to see if Jim's going to tell the truth or not. So I just think that Michigan, <laughs> the, the university, the marketing side, they were all peddling the same story to the Michigan beats to where, hey, we're going to fight this. And if you go into the Michigan boards, their fans are actually realized we were duped. I can't believe we were lied to. I feel embarrassed because I was out there making a, uh, you know, making myself look terrible on social media, arguing with people. When all the while we just lay down and gave them our belly. You're aware of our poster S Gatch on Bucknuts, who's been ahead of this. And he's not a guy that posts very often, but he, um, this goes back to before Harbaugh was even hired. He's, he called it like three months ahead of time. He said, I, I you know, am close with uh, somebody in the Harbaugh family. And he's backed that up. And, you know, he posted yesterday, it's about to go zero to 60 miles an hour really quick up in Ann Arbor. And he called it before the news even came out and he alluded to, I have no inside information on this, but this guy is a, you gotta be careful what you read on message boards. This guy is a trusted poster and has been right every step of the, of the way. So basically the opposite of every Michigan writer who's been wrong every step of the way. There was even Michigan people writers yesterday saying the temporary restraining order is definitely going to get, you know, okay tomorrow and Harbaugh is going to be fine. They were reporting that yesterday. And then like hours later, they got egg in their face because <laughs> we know what came out then hours later. Yeah. Unbelievable. But this guy called it and he thinks he, you know, strongly hinted, strongly, strongly hinted that this is gambling related was the latest stuff that came out and the feds are involved. My, again, I have no inside information on that, but if that's true, if all of a sudden the feds are involved and this is about gambling, oh boy. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot of uh, speculation regarding the gambling. Like that smoke has been out there uh, for quite a bit of time now. I just think there's more to it. There's the systems new. Um, you know, anyone with a brain knows that the systems knew what's going on because there's no way you're going to let Manifesto Boy stand next to you on the sidelines in critical games, whispering sweet melodies in your ear in the middle of the game. And, and you don't look at him and say, boy, how did you get that information? Like you, you, you don't you're not going to just play coy when something that high as stakes are on the line that you're going to have supposedly a low level intern has complete access to Sharon Moore and their defensive coordinator 
you know that they actually knew. It's just the point of can you actually prove it? Um, but I think there's going to be more on uh, the drops. I mean, how about the coach deleting his Twitter a month before signing day? Clinkstale. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that yes. right there, to me, that looks that looks suspicious. But it, it's crazy. I mean, it's hilarious, Dave. I mean, the Sam Webb, the Steve Deese, the Isaiah Holes, like everybody and and the other guys, the Ballas guy, all of the Michigan beat guys, they have all been pushing the same narrative week after week after week, and they have been wrong every single time. And it's finally hilarious to where now it's at the grievance stage to where they're like, well, maybe if we just take our penalties – this would be over with. Um, I feel like I've been lied to. Their fans on their board is like complete change of tune from a lot of them. But you're still going to have your your fanaticals out there who believe that it's still Ryan Day's fault. Ohio State's been pulling the puppet strings. Michigan's been done. They they have no due process. If you're a guilty person, you don't just go ahead and accept your punishment like that. You go fight it at all costs if you had nothing to hide. I'm glad you brought up uh, Klingscale. I mean, there's so much has happened. I almost forgot about that. And that was yesterday, I believe, that he deleted his Twitter. And people, a lot of people are like, well, everybody should delete their Twitter account. It's like, okay, whatever. Not if you're a, a, a college football coach and you're trying to recruit. I mean, it's a very yep. good tool for recruiting. It does. It just looks suspicious. It's one thing after another. Man, and I'm here Man, for it. I'll, I'll say this, Dave. The reason they've been all in before we get off here, Michigan – uh, 44 seniors on that roster. That is an old team. I mean, half more than half their team is older than some NFL teams. Like, that's how old that Michigan squad is. This, they, this was the year for them to go all in. All of the chips were in the middle to win a national championship. When you have the attrition that they're going to experience with 44 seniors on that squad, I'm sure they'll, they'll take some transfers. But you're you're that doesn't even include some of your um juniors that can opt for the NFL. You look at the schedule that they got next year on top of the attrition, and then you still have lingering NCAA cloud that could hammer down on them. It's not gonna look good for that program in the next couple of years. So that's why you see so many of the Michigan beat and the fans, you know, all in because this is their year, this is their shot with the playoff expanding. Um, and potential sanctions down the line, that program, they, they're going to take a major step back. One more thing, and then we'll get out of here. This is the last topic. Um, Buckeye 80, a lot of people have said this. I have a comment about this, and I'm going to turn it over to Jonah to end the show. Yeah. Um, okay, why aren't the coordinators in trouble? Buckeye 80 on YouTube. Others have mentioned this. Yeah, my, here's my thing, man. I mean, it's funny what's going on. You know how they're getting egg on their face up there. It's one thing after another. But I'll tell you this. There's no doubt about it. This Suspension of Harbaugh is a slap on the wrist. Now, yeah. I understand what Petiti's doing because they're going to get hammered in the offseason. I get it. Um, but And he's allowed to coach during the week. And yeah. Sharon Moore's not suspended. Minter's not suspended. All these guys that knew. Um, Klingst, all these guys. You know, Jay Harbaugh. So it really is a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it's a slap on the wrist. Um, but I also think that the Big Ten probably did the most that they can actually do. Uh, for now, unless the NCAA provides additional evidence. But I think that the Big Ten stepped in, which 
A lot of the conference members want it. Now they're going to hand the ball off to the NCAA, say, hey, you should take it and run with it. Uh, but there's no doubt in my mind that the, the coordinators, they should have been suspended as well because the, the fact of the matter is those guys are the, the meat and potatoes of what is happening on the football field. Yes, Jim Harbaugh is uh, overseeing the program. He may, he may have known, he may have not have known. That's irrelevant because when you're the head honcho, it is your job to actually know. Um, but I, I agree with others. And we talked about it last week, Dave. The coordinators should absolutely be punished. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Join me tomorrow after the Ohio State-Minnesota game for what we learned live. Again, thanks to Jay Book. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.